So, Baruch Hashem, we will start um, with section 4 in lesson 8 of Likuta Morantinyana. We just talked about how the Tzadik, or this Baruch Agado, this master of great strength, prays at Filan, the aspect of judgment, to help him, or to, to help the Jewish people, basically, in taking all those holy things, those holy sparks, the prayers, the mercy and the compassion which the evil side swallowed, and um, bringing it out and making him vomit it out. We talked about this and how this create con- creates converts and why Yitroh came and converted, um, as we see over there. Okay, section four. And this represents the aspect of thunder. Because, um, so Rabban was telling us that through those converts that are created with that staff of strength, as we said, meaning the prayer, when the when it's uh, the Barco Agador prays in the aspect of Din, which is that staff. So when the converts are created, how did he, how are the converts created? As we said above that the evil side is forced to vomit out all the holiness which it swallowed, and with the holiness it swallowed, it also takes out its literal vitality. And what was the vitality of the evil side previously? It was the, it was the other nations. Because the other nations were tied up to the evil side. So whenever we take out the vitality of the evil side, we're also taking out those souls, which will then become converts. And when those converts come into existence, we greaten the honor, and we increase the honor of Hashem in this world. Bifrinat is brought down in Tehidim, chapter 96. Give God to the families of the, na- of the nations, meaning to the other nations. Give God uh, honor and strength. So let's see what this means. This represents thunder. It says that um, the God of glory thunders. So we see that thundering or thunder is associated with kavod glory. So if we're asking, if we're telling, if we're saying in the verse in Tehidim, give Hashem glory and strength and oz and might, and we're saying the glory is connected to thunder, as it says in the verse, I didn't finish it off. If the God of glory thunders. Hashem al God is upon the, the great waters. And the great waters represents the waters of consciousness we talked about earlier. That the earth is filled with knowledge of God. That the earth is filled with uh, consciousness of God. Like the water covers the seabed. So we see that that knowledge of God is compared to water. Meaning that consciousness is those waters of consciousness. Um, sorry, that the consciousness represents water. That emerge from the evil side once he's forced to vomit it out. And it returns back to holiness. And through that, converts are created, as we said above. And through this, the honor of Hashem is greatened. Which is the aspect of thunder. As we say in the verse, that the God of glory thunders. So we say, once we give back the kavod to Hashem, once those converts are created, um, <clears throat> and we know that uh, also, in, I, I forgot which lesson, uh, maybe lesson 10, if I'm not mistaken. I forgot which lesson. It's possible, lesson 14, um, that the idea of those people who are far coming close to Hashem is the essential honor of God. We talked about this idea that honor represents converts, those people who come from very far to come close to Hashem. Um, 
it speaks about this idea, I think, in Lesson 14, if I'm not mistaken, just to double check. Um, yep, it's uh, Lesson 14. It speaks about this idea. So, we continue. We see that the honor of Hashem is greatened in the world and it is increased through these uh, gerim, through these converts. Um, and then that's when the God of glory thunders. So that thunder is brought. Because this uproar and this fame that is given to the honor of God is done through these converts. And this honor and uproar and this fame that is given to Hashem is the aspect of thunder. Which is the, the great roaring sound. The great roaring sound. It says in the What is thunder? Um, the clouds pouring water to one to another. When the clouds pour water from one to another. What is the clouds pouring water? This is the aspect of the evil side. What is the evil side? It's representing the cloud in this scenario. As brought in, the, in the analogy that is brought in the The cloud in that case is the evil side. How do we know this? Because it says in Echa, you have covered yourself with a cloud. So no prayer should pass through. What is that cloud? It's the evil side that prevents those prayers from reaching God. As we literally just explained that the prayer, that the evil side swallows up our tefilot. Meaning those evil forces and those husks which prevent our prayer from rising. So that's the cloud. But whenever they return and they spill out all the waters of consciousness which they swallowed. This is when the clouds pour out the water. Meaning those clouds which take out the water which it swallowed, the consciousness, the knowledge of Hashem, the mercy, the compassion which it swallowed, the prayers which it swallowed from us. And now it's forced to return it, to pour it out. And then the honor of Hashem is revealed. It says in the in, uh, Shemot chapter um, 16 that the honor of God was, revealed, was seen in the cloud. Meaning now that the cloud has poured out all its stuff, now the honor is revealed, meaning from the cloud, from within the cloud itself, which is the atzmut chiyuto mamash, which is the literal vitality of the cloud. It creates converts, which creates this glory of Hashem. And this is the aspect of thunder, when water is poured from one cloud to the next. It's amazing how Rabbeinu ties this all together. And look how Rabbeinu does this. Rabbeinu is telling us the combination of letters to spell out the word gerim, converts, is an acronym for the phrase Ra'am Gvurotav Midbonan. Who can comprehend his thunderous strength? Ra'am Gvurotav, his thunderous strength, Midbonan, who will understand? So we see what? That the Gerim represent this thunder. Because these Gerim are the aspect of thunder, as we said. Whenever those clouds pour from water from one to another, and those Gerim are created because those clouds are returning that consciousness swallowed, which is in the parable we mentioned above, the water. And through the revelation of glory, now comes the spreading of prophecy. The spread of prophecy. Because prophecy comes from the, the source of all the souls of the Jewish people. The root of all the Jewish souls. Which is what? 70 souls. The root of the, of the souls of the Jewish people are, are rooted in 70 souls. As it brought down, in Dvarim chapter 10, Beshivim Nefesh Abotecha. With 70 souls, our, uh, with 70 souls, 
your descent, your uh, sorry, your ancestors descended. Meaning, as we know, that Yaakov went down to Egypt with seventy souls. And if you take the if you take the first letters of this phrase, Beshivin Nefesh Yagadu Abotecha Rashetevot Navi. It's the acronym for the word Navi. Navi meaning prophet. Beshivin Nefesh Yav Bet Beshivin Nun Nefesh Yud Yagadu and Aleph Abotecha Yav Navi makes them around. So we see that prophecy, this aspect of Nebuah, comes from those seventy souls, which are the root of all the souls of the Jewish people. And the root of all souls. Is the aspect is what is the aspect of glory? As brought in Bereshit chapter forty-nine, in their plot, or do not let my soul come into their plot. Do not let my soul enter their plot. And in their congregation, in their congregation, do not include my honor. And therefore. Meaning what? In their plot, the soul will not go in, and in their uh, congregation, do not include the honor. Meaning that what? The root of all the souls is kavod. As we see in the verse, the association between nafshi and kavodi. And therefore, by the revelation of honor, which we just explained, is the root of all the souls. Through this comes the spread in prophecy. And what is brought down in Ma'a Shabbat, when it says that prophecy only rests upon one who is wise, one who is strong, and one who is wealthy. Because all these aspects of wise, strong, and wealthy is the aspect of honor, glory, from where prophecy is rooted, from where prophecy is drawn. How do we know that all these three aspects represent glory or honor? It says in Mishle, the Chacham represents glory, and it says over there that Kavod the wise men inherit glory. So we see that Chacham is associated with Kavod. Who is this king of glory? Hashem is the mighty and the strong one. So we see that king of glory represents being mighty and strong. Um, glory is an aspect of, uh, of Gibor. Ashir and wealth is associated with glory. As brother in Bereshit chapter 31, from what belonged to our father, he achieved all this glory, meaning all his wealth. And this is why it's brought down in page 3. Why Hashem says, Woe unto me that I destroyed my own house, and I burnt my own chamber, and I exiled my children to the um, other nations of the world. As we see over there in the Gemara Brachot, page 3. I destroyed, I destroyed my house. This is a, a blemish in a prayer. It's brought down, because my house is a house of prayer. So we see that house means prayer. And when it says, I destroyed my house, Hashem is saying, I destroyed, I blemished prayer. That there is a blemish in prayer. Not that I blemished prayer, that there is a blemish in prayer. And I, and I burnt my, um, my chamber. The chamber represents, or burning the chamber is a blemish in honor. 
because the honor is represented as the chamber. How do you know this? Bechinat uvehechalo kulo mekavod. It's in Tehillim chapter twenty-nine. Uvehechalo in his chamber kulo mekavod. Everyone says glory, so the chamber is associated with glory. Veigledid banai and I exiled my children. Zebchinat bitura nevua. This is the cessation of uh, prophecy. This is when prophecy is nullified. As we just explained, prophecy comes from the souls of the Jewish people. And what are the souls rooted in? In glory, which is why glory is found within the wealthy, the wise, and the um, strong one. Because they are all rooted in glory. So we see that there's a cessation in prophecy which comes from the souls of the Jewish people. And the souls are rooted in glory. And what did we say earlier? That with 70 souls, your descendants, your your Sorry, your ancestors descended down into Egypt. And we said the first letters of Beshivim Nefesh Yagdu Abotecha is the acronym for Navi. Because the exiling of the Jewish people represents a cessation of prophecy because prophecy stems from those souls. So when those souls go into exile, prophecy goes into exile. And this is the aspect of Refua healing. Because all these aspects we mentioned above are the aspect of healing because the revelation of glory is the shining of the sun as it says in Yeshayah chapter 60 um, and the glory of God has shone upon you just like the sun shines the glory shines we see that glory represents the sun, shining of the sun and through the shining of the sun comes healing when the sun is lifted, sickness is lifted. Chapter three, and um, to those who fear my name shall shine for them, or and it shall shine for you, to those who fear my name, a son of charity and healing. It says, and charity and healing in its wings. So we see that the sun has an aspect of healing. Because that spirit of prophecy, which is spread through the revelation of glory, this is the same aspect as the healing, which comes through the shining of the sun. Because we said the shining of the sun represents kavod. And just like um, kavod, it cre- this revelation of kavod spreads prophecy, the sun, the shining of the sun spreads healing. So now we're going to connect. Man's spirit sustains him in his illness. Uh, man's spirit sustains him in his illness. So we see that the spirit of man, which is basically the, pro- the aspect of prophecy, is an aspect of healing. So we see how it's connected. And by the way, in the verse above, what Rabban was essentially doing was he was proving how just like um, prophecy spread through Kabod and um, healing is, comes from the sun or that prophecy comes from the Kabod and healing comes from the sun. Now he's comparing the aspect of uh, prophecy to uh, healing and connecting both of those ideas together and how they're saying they're both the same analogy. And the essential revelation of glory comes through prayer. The prayer uh, through that prayer that we mentioned above, the prayer of the uh, of the Barco Agador, that through the prayer of the Barcoach, that prayer in the aspect of Deen, the evil side and all the husks and the clouds that we mentioned above, 
dissipate and they go away. And then converts are created. And then that glory is revealed in the world. And this is the aspect of forgiveness of transgression, which comes through many, many prayers. When we increase in prayer, we're able to cause Hashem to forgive our transgression. And then, <coughs> once there's many prayers that are brought down, as we said above, to reveal the glory of Hashem, the, sh- the sun shines, and then the sun shines, causing healing. Because transgression represents a cloud. explain how this occurs. Transgression is an aspect of a cloud. What did the cloud do? It blocks the light of the sun. Because the nature of sins is an aspect of darkness. Sin is compared to darkness. As it says in Yeshayah, whose deeds are done in darkness. So we see that bad deeds are an aspect of darkness, which is blocking the light of the sun. This is sickness. Because the essence of sickness comes from transgressions. In Shabbat, there is no transgression without sickness. There is no, sorry, there is no suffering without uh, transgression. So the only reason why we suffer with sickness is because of our transgressions. It brings down in the verse in Tehidim, I will punish their transgression uh, with a rod and their transgressions with plagues. I will punish their transgressions with plagues. With plagues. Because those sins are an aspect of clouds. Which darken the light of the sun, which cause uh, darkness to the world. Because we know the light of the sun causes healing, as we says, as we said above, that when the sun shines, there's healing in its wings. So when we block the sun, there's no healing. But through prayer, we are able to atone for our transgressions. Because we know that tefillah atones. Because tefillah stands in and replaces the the sacrifices, and you know the sacrifices were um, meant to atone our sins. Uh, and you shall bring them to my holy mountain, bring these sacrifices, basically, and make them joyful in, the house, in my house of prayer, the burnt offerings and the feast offerings. And therefore, when the sins are atoned for once we bring these offerings. This represents the clouds dissipating. I've wiped away your transgressions like a mist, like a cloud. Like a cloud, your sins. Etc, etc. So we see that the sins are referencing a cloud. And when God wipes away our sins, it's like a cloud leaving. So the cloud, which is the mist, which is the evil side, which stands preventing our prayers from entering the chambers of Hashem, they dissipate. And then this, the shining of the sun uh, comes, from which healing uh, stems. Because we said the essence of sickness and illness comes from transgression. Which is the aspect of a cloud and darkness. Which darkens the light of the sun. And we know the light of the sun is healing. So it all connects. When transgression is forgiven, so when the transgression is forgiven, the cloud dissipates. 
the sun shines and then healing comes. As we said above, all of this comes from prayer, which atones for transgressions. And Rabbeinu is saying the essence of prayer through which we're able to atone for transgressions and to save ourselves from sicknesses. How, do, how does this, how, which prayer do we need to do to accomplish this? To accomplish this rectification, to accomplish this healing, to pre- prevent, uh, um, to forgive our transgressions. What prayer is this? It's a prayer that comes when a neighbor is added from the Jewish people. Meaning what? He called Because the more you add a neighbor from the Jewish people, the greater that prayer, the greater um, prayer is made. Meaning, the more you add into the kibbutz to the Jewish people, the more you add another person into a collection of, of souls. When you get together with more and more people, with this, you're able to elevate and to greaten, to increase prayer very, very much. This represents the collecting and the gathering of the Jewish people. Meaning what? When more and more souls get together, the house of prayer is greatened even more and more. Because three, house, three stones build six houses. Because now we're, we're acting in factorial. If you take three stones, and each stone is labeled A, B, and C, you can create six combinations. A and B, B and A. A and C, C and A. B and C, C and B. And uh, all this sort of combinations that are created. Um, if you take three stones, you can create six houses. Four houses, sorry, four stones create 24 uh, houses. Five stones create 120 houses, etc., etc. Until literally the mouth cannot even speak the numbers are so big and the, the heart cannot even ponder. It's brought in the Sefer Yetzirah over there. It's brought in the Sefer Yetzirah, the idea, the beauty about when these batim are created, these houses are created. Rabban was saying, how do you do that? Whenever the souls are collected, when many Jews come together, and you can create different combinations between souls. And it's an amazing thing, Rabbi was telling us, look in Chaya Moran, at the beginning of Chaya Moran, Rabbi Natan explains this, and he brings many, many numbers to show you the depth behind it. Um, and he, he goes very, very high. So we see this idea, until literally the mouth can't even ponder how big these numbers are. <laughs> We find the result of all this is that the more you add one stone, meaning one soul, as we're going to see how the stone represents a soul here. We're going to see right now. So the more you add a stone, meaning a soul into the collection of the Jewish people, the more many Jews and souls get together, the more houses are created. Literally in a factorial manner, in a kiflekiflaim, double and double and double. And the souls are the aspects of stone. That the holy stones have been poured out. What is the house? We said above. The houses that are created from these souls is the house, which is what? The house of prayer. My house will be, held, will be called the house of prayer. So we see that when all these souls get together, we create this incredible collection of souls, this house, and you get in the house of prayer. Nimsa, Shekoma Shinitotevenit Rabbe Nefesh Achad, Ekebuch Rishel, 
we, the result of all this is that the more one soul is increased within the collection of the Jewish people, meaning when more Jews get together, we increase and we grade in the house of prayer very much, because now, when one soul, just one, is added, one more soul is added to the kibbutz, to the, the gathering, we create combinations, other combinations, new combinations that are very, very great. Factorially, by how many times, we can't even imagine the number. Therefore, when a neighbor is added into the Jewish people, for example, when in a place, whenever um, Jews live over there, on, for example, a certain street, right? When another Jew is added into that, in that place, in that city, or for example, whatever it is, prayer is graded tremendously, um, exponentially. Because one soul is added to the, the gathering of the Jewish people. And through the multitude of prayer that has been created, through this, um, there is a forgiveness of transgression. Which is the aspect of healing, as we said above. And this is what it says in Yeshaya, chapter 33. No neighbor will say, I am sick. Meaning what? Because by adding a neighbor, which is another soul. Because once prayer is great, and then we're saved from sickness. As we said above. As it said in Yeshaya, no neighbor will say, I'm sick, because the nation that is dwelling in her, Nesu Avon, its sin is born. Has its sin forgiven? Because when a neighbor is added, we grade in prayer, and then that multitude of prayer now, that how prayer has been elevated, causes a forgiveness of sin. As we said above, through this comes healing, and sickness is nullified. Um, sometimes that there's a forgiveness of sin through this uh, gathering of the Jewish people as we said above but sometimes also sometimes it fulfills the verse whenever these gathering of the souls come together surely it was our sickness that he bore that he carried our sickness you know what Meaning whenever those people of the kibbutz, those people gathering together are not worthy. They don't merit this forgiveness of sin. Then the tzaddik is, for, is forced, obliged to accept upon himself the suffering on behalf of all the Jewish people. And then only the world is saved from this suffering, but not the tzaddik, God forbid. Because he receive suffering on behalf of the Jewish people willingly. Surely it was our sickness that it says over there that he bore. And when they are worthy and their prayer is proper, the nation which dwells upon it or dwells in her is Nesu Avon is, is has its sin forgiven. And then the tzaddik is also saved from illness. What is brought down? Do not say, surely it was our sickness. Uh, no, sorry. No neighbor will say, 
that he is sick or I am sick. Because it says over there that the nation that dwells in her is um, forgiven of sin. As we said above. This comes to show us the power of when Jews come together and specifically the the Hazarada, the, the command that Rabbeinu told us to be with him for Rosh Hashanah and the kibbutz of Rosh Hashanah, which is the essential time of all the Jewish people to get together, to be by the tzaddik. Because regardless of we're worthy or not, the sin is being either completely removed or the tzaddik is taking it upon, uh, upon himself for us. May we prevent um, the tzaddik from taking these sufferings and these sicknesses. As we know, Rabbeinu had to pass away because of tuberculosis. And this was his, his last Torah. It's very deep because it's playing upon what he was feeling, what he was going through at the time, that he had to suffer for, on behalf of the Jewish people, and that we weren't worthy of, re, of removing the sickness of the, the suffer, uh, and the suffering of, the, of Rabenu. <laughs> that Rabenu told Rabbi Natan explicitly many times to pray on his behalf, and that um, the sickness that he bore was because the generation was unworthy. May we prevent uh, the truth that he came from suffering sicknesses, and may we truly be worthy and properly pray to. Uh, God willing, attain the redemption speedily in our days and to attain uh, true forgiveness of sin.